everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm thrilled that you found me. There is power in the name of Jesus. As we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, we'll delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. So friends, if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Again, that's pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, today we're going to start with a prayer. And Father, today we come into your courts and temple with thanksgiving for your continual mercy upon your people. And as we kneel before your throne, hear our prayer of gratitude for the healing that you've already sent to us. We'll be patient for our bodies to catch up. Only you can read hearts and minds of your people and know how truly grateful we all are. In Jesus's name, I pray. Amen. And you know, folks, when we pray in Jesus's name, it's not a tagline. Rather, we're praying in his will. And this helps us to focus and not be selfish with our requests. And today we are going to be exploring healing. And in the word coming from Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, specifically, it says, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And everyone who tells lies in court will be brought to justice. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. So healing, we all desire and want it, yet it eludes some of us, not because God is a mean-spirited God, not that he's stubborn and refuses to give it to us. No, it's quite the opposite. It's that the enemy who places all sickness on mankind is that's his will. But God wants you and me well. He wants us whole and he wants us healed. And it's our job and our responsibility to apply the word of God to our lives for our healing. And if God's word says it, I believe it and I stand upon it and it is true. So we combat the enemy in three specific ways for our healing. And really, that even goes beyond our healing. It's combating the enemy. There are three ways to do it. First, the word of God. Secondly, by prayer. And third, praising out loud the promises from the word of God. So friend, if the doctor's given you a diagnosis, don't be alarmed, don't be rattled, and don't be afraid. It's not that these practitioners don't mean well. They're simply going by symptomatology and what is appearing. But appearances, as we know, do not have the final word against sickness. God has already given you and given me the healing. Now it's up for us to make a decision. Will we accept what the enemy wants to give us? Or will we make a better choice and accept our free gift of healing from our mighty God. 
Remember today, we are one day post-Resurrection Sunday, and you, my beloved, have the same power, and I have the same power in us that raised Christ from the dead. All we need to do is believe it and receive it. So now what we're going to do, we're going to look at chapter 13 on healing from my book, The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins, and we're going to look at some specific excerpts that I think will really concrete this foundation for us. So being on the healing path affords us many opportunities and blessings if we have eyes to see. And these are times when we're grown and stretched the most. They're sacred times. Our minds are powerful. We choose the outcome if it's in alignment with God's perfect will for our life. We're told, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit lives within us and empowers us so that we can be discerning. Remember, sickness, as I've said, is not from God. While he allows us to experience trials, he doesn't put sickness on us. But it will never stop his perfect plan for our life. What he promises will come to pass because he said so. Miracles praise God through his creation by honoring his perfection. They heal by denying body identification and affirming spirit identification. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We are to be peaceful about our own evolution by giving up control, obeying Holy Spirit's promptings. God's perfect will for our highest learning opportunities is seen so that we will be of use to Him in His kingdom. The only thing standing in our way is our mind, which is often a trap to the deeper knowing that resides within us. Psalm chapter 119 verse 32 says, I will run the course of your commandments for you shall enlarge my heart. The heart is made free by love, hope, and benevolence. However, sin narrows the heart. An occluded artery is one which is narrowed by plaque. Much the same way sin insidiously narrows our minds to Christ like love. A relationship with Christ enlarges the heart. A heart which is pure will see the God in others. We are all made in the image of Christ. Our fuel is that of the Holy Spirit, who is our source of power. When our heart is wide open and free to possibilities, we become fellow travelers in the world for God. Qualities of godly men and women are listening first, not offering canned solutions. We stay away from false empathy. Our hands are gentle, pointing the way to the one true solver of life's problems, Christ. When we show up for a friend, we're demonstrating godly character. We're a supportive presence in their life. Listening is a virtue. Too much speaking is a vice. If we lack experience to aid in a solution, it is far wiser to pull out the sword for prayer and pray. Being quiet does not mean we're uncaring. It means we care enough to go into contemplation. We're called by Christ to be his saints, reflecting love, not logic, to a hurting world. When we tell others of the truth, 
we further God's kingdom work. When we obey God's primary commandments to love him with all of our being and love our neighbors ourselves, we will reap what we have sown. The outgrowth of good fruit yields a heart pouring over in love and healing. When we are nurtured in this way, our natural inclination towards love springs forth through us for all to encounter. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 tells us for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. What is in our hearts is more important than what's in our bodies. When we heal, we release all fear. The Pharisees worried about the ritual of hand washing. Jesus stated, Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. So I am so thrilled God guides and protects me. I choose love, respect, and complete happiness. Honoring each day is a gift. Recognizing opportunities for growth, hard work, and fun. I will learn to live purposely with passion, excitement, and childlike wonder by the values of grace, humility, sincerity, empathy, integrity, kindness, and flexibility. I will treasure those I love in the lives of others whom I will meet, as there are no coincidences, only teachers. By remembering to inspire by choice, not fear, and lift others to their full potential while showing them a gentle, kind soul, and releasing a generous spirit to give all I have to teaching others while simultaneously learning from them. A, mu- a musician in India is referred to as a bhakadatar, he who sings the praises to God. Because man himself is an expression of the creative word, sound has the most potent and immediate effect on him, offering a way to remembrance of his divine origin. And you know, friends, there is power in repetitive melodies. This helps explain why the Psalms are also songs to aid in memory for the people. There's a vast number of benefits associated with music. Studies have shown music to be an overall health benefit. Music regulates emotions, creating happiness and relaxation. Stress levels are reduced, less less anxiety, improvements have been noted in exercise, memory recall, and overall cognition. Pain may even be eased when aided by music. Overall, a balancing effect is noted when music is added to a person's repertoire. When one is seeking health and healing, it's imperative to pay attention to God's word and obey it. He promises us health for our flesh if we will do this. In Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 through 22 says, My son, give attention to my words, inclining your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to the flesh. When our hearts bubble over with gratitude, we naturally and supernaturally experience healing. Our cellular structure 
brings all cells to life by balancing them, thus creating cellular homeostasis. And Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. When we guard our tongues by careful speech, we're acting out heart-filled gratitude. We know God is at home on the throne of our heart when we can do this. When we're in a state of graciousness and see everything as the blessing it is, our vibration naturally raises, our awareness increases, we become more perceptive and no longer view our weaknesses as shortcomings. Rather, we look at how to turn any perceived negativity into an opportunity. An example of this is when you're interviewing for a job and asked about your strengths and weaknesses. You don't want to tell a lie and say you have no weaknesses. Instead, you use one of your strengths to combat the weakness. For example, I'm obsessed about completing all my paperwork on time. It's due on Fridays and I always strive to have it completed by Wednesdays so it's out of the way. Animals seem to have... a preset mindset for gratitude as well. No matter what occurs 100% of the time, they're happy, joyful, and thankful when they see us coming in the door. In human relationships now, they're a little bit more challenging, albeit humans reason and have logic. With that said, does logic or reason make one cantankerous then? Is one more accepting and loving when they do not work from reason and logic? Well, truly dogs are man's best friend. They exhibit loyalty, compassion, gratitude, and overall want to be included in the pack. You can take a trip into the veterinarian, prodding and probing them, and they come up all kisses in the end. When we're dissatisfied with what God has chosen to give us, we figuratively slap him in the face, telling him what he thinks is good is not enough. We assume to know better. It's us saying, I want and deserve more. This attitude stems from greed, which is the opposite of gratitude. Our God knows what is best for our growth. He can use remnants and weave them together for good. Looking for merit in mundane circumstances helps us to be more optimistic, less likely to succumb to depressive tendencies. Imagine that depression, heart disease, or another serious illness runs in your family. It doesn't mean it's your fate. Your life is purposeful and unique. The greatest weapon to fight the power of illness is our thoughts. Our arsenal houses an armory of treasures which the master physician Jesus, creator of you and me, is able to choose from. He's able to rewire or reconfigure any part of his creation at any time. Our part is to remain vigilant in seeking his will and faithful in obeying his guidance. It's up to us to seek out his help. Now, I know we're not toys, but similar to a toy being sent back to the manufacturer for a perceived defect, we go before the throne of a gracious God who has all the tools to make over our hearts and bodies. 
Genuine relationships are formed out of gratitude. A stranger who says hello with eyes which really see us. This kind of authentic exchange makes you feel special. Well, a neighbor of mine did just that. As a board member on our homeowner association, I needed to check in with the paint color he was selecting along with two other board members. We were discussing options and with all sincerity, he asked me what I thought looking into my face and really wanting to know. I had not expressed an opinion because my feeling was it was his business, he could make the choice. But how many of us really do this? I remembered that encounter for days and I still do now. Kindness in a society who has massed out electronics extends a long way. Kindness knows no enemy. Another example of gratitude and kindness was when I stopped into a Safeway to pick something up as I passed by a person we hurriedly said hello to each other, feeling the high vibration energy. When we're aware of how connected we truly are, we will manage our space much more consciously by being thankful God has given us this ability. One never fully knows how their gratefulness will play out for another. We always have the option between two choices. One is to rise up and perpetuate good. The other is to sink down low into discontentment. This seems so contradictory when life is abundant and work is overflowing. We wish for more time to spend with family and friends. Yet when life affords us the time, we wish for more work. These variations assist us at recognizing the yin and yang aspects in life. We all need balance and moderation. If one was to eat their favorite foods on a regular basis, not only would they get bored of it, they would have nothing to look forward to or be hopeful for in the future. All their anticipation would be lost. Living out of gratitude gives us permission to claim we are healed and accept we have been made whole. When one looks at the characters in the Bible, do any of them stand out for their witness? Of course, many do. However, one notable testimony is that of Saul of Tarsus. His testimony comes after God afflicts him, converts him, and heals him, renaming him the Apostle Paul. I don't know about you, but it's probably safe to venture a guess that our stories are not as sexy as the Apostle Paul's, notwithstanding each of us carries a distinctive component making them ours. When one sinner comes to Christ, the angels and the great cloud of witnesses rejoice with song. What was your life like prior to coming to Christ? Who were you? Do you recognize that person now? How were you introduced to Christ? After finding Christ, what has changed for you? All of humanity has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. It is in this sin where we must defend our testimony and not allow the evil one to convince us that we've let God down. He still loves you and he still loves me. Christ knows what the human condition is about, and as long as we're doing our best, he'll meet us where we are and continue to up-level us at every opportunity. After Christ was introduced to you and you accepted him as Lord and Savior, learning of your inherited eternal salvation, what did these particulars look like for you? 
Like marriage engagements, each person has a varied past and story. So be it with our salvation. Never let the enemy sway you saying your testimony is not relevant. It is absolutely relevant to someone at some time. You may never know when, but God does. Your story may touch another's heart, creating the ripple effect for generations to come. It's not about us. It's all about God. And Satan would like nothing more than to shut us down, burn out our fire. He does not want more people learning of God's only begotten son taking on all the sins of humanity in trade for mercy, grace, and forgiveness. The most expensive transaction in all of history occurred at the cross of Calvary. The enemy wants us to remain small, weak, keeping us under his thumb. But God's children have been given power to trample scorpions and serpents under our feet. The enemy wants us to question our abilities, shine the spotlight on us, taking it off the real object of affection, our God. All magnificence must be given to our God by sharing our stories of his unrestrained goodness. So friends, I hope that this discussion on healing today is going to prompt you to take back control where the enemy has come in and attempted to thwart you. You're going to just grab grab healing and you and the blessings of God and you and be healed. And if you want to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven, not somewhere else, then I invite you to pray this prayer of invitation to our Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I repent and turn away from my sins. Come into and take up residence within my heart. I believe your blood was shed for all who believe that you took on the sin of humanity at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you and get into a good Bible-based church to surround yourself with other believers. And now let me be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision that you've ever made. Congratulations and God bless you. And one of Priest Aaron's contributions he left for us is this benediction. As you go out into the world, allow me to pray this blessing over you. It comes from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk podcast airs on Wednesdays, so tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, how to be joyful, what love in action looks like and even like healing today, and many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please consider joining me. And if you like this podcast, make sure and like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes when they become available. And as I mentioned previously, much of today's podcast was referenced right from my book, 
out of the grace and peace that God love wins. So if you did find the content inspiring or interesting, you can pick up a copy of the book from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Dorrance.com. And if you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. And if you know anyone who may be interested in this material, please share a copy with them as well. Until next time, friends, be blessed.